This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and welcome to 2024, everyone. First up, Meadowlands COO and GM Jason Settlemore. Jason was recently in a dead heat for the prestigious Stan Bergstein Proximity Award given for outstanding achievement in the sport of harness racing. Jason has accomplished so much so far, including serving as director of several top governing bodies and many community civic organizations. He's also a very successful harness horse owner, We'll catch up with Jason Settlemore this morning and find out what's in store for the Meadowlands in 2024. Next up, excited to have Woodbine trainer Harold Ledesur on Ponies 24-7 for the very first time. Congratulations are in order for Harold. He was recently inducted into the North American Indigenous Athletics Hall of Fame. The awards night is set for March 16th in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Proof positive that Harold is one of the best thoroughbred trainers in North America. Still with this kind of awards-themed edition of Ponies 24-7, James McDonald. Yes, James McDonald, famed award-winning and leading harness driver, just last month became the first Canadian-based harness racer since Jody Jameson to drive the winners of over 10 million in a single season. Wait, 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 there's more. James McDonald also ended the season with 431 victories and is once again in the running for an O'Brien Award. This harness racing superstar is our guest this morning on Ponies 24-7. And finally, he's back. My wonderful co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed, at Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my amazing, wonderful, fantastic co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, lots to talk about, including a kind of a look back at Woodbine in 2023. Yeah, Woodbine uh, came off a pretty uh, strong year, you could say, when they wrapped up in December. They announced that uh, the thoroughbred season produced an all-sources handle of $613,125,000 Canadian. This is the second largest single-season handle in Woodbine's history, but it was down $8 million from 2022. And we already know that there were some issues with weather, which we talked about, uh, and we've had guests on here talking about the smoke uh, problems where they cancelled races and that. But other than that, it was, it was a very strong uh, thoroughbred season, and uh, we're looking forward to them being back in April. Absolutely. 2024 is going to be brilliant, we hope, for, for all involved. I, I believe so. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a great season. Of course, uh, we've got the King's Plate, the second edition coming up. On a Saturday. Um, on, on a Saturday this mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, lots of great things happening. And a very sad note, uh, Tommy O'Keefe, loved by many and, and so well-known, he passed away recently. Yeah, Tommy was like a legend at uh, at Woodbine. He was a longtime trainer, won a lot of stakes races, trained a lot of nice horses. And one thing that people didn't know about uh, Tommy, but he also galloped horses as well, including a horse by the name of Canadian uh, Kennedy Road, who was a Canadian uh, champion. So uh, very sad. Tommy was an institution in the Woodbine backstretch. He will be missed and never forgotten, that is for sure. Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so pleased to be joined this morning by the Meadowland COO GM, Jason Settlemore. Jason was recently named the winner of the prestigious Proximity Award given for outstanding achievement in the sport of harness racing. He joins us now. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been, uh, um, this whole life of mine Mm -hmm. uh, has really been a dream. Um, I've dreamt about this stuff since I was a a teenager and uh, find myself uh, living my dream is... really is just unbelievable to me and as i always say with uh, that walt as walt disney always said if you can dream it you can do it and dreams do come true and i'm one of those people and i'm very very fortunate and uh, to get the stan bergstein award on top of that the proximity award um, is something that uh, is unbelievable to me and uh, very humbling um, to be recognized by my peers for you know, for the work that I do, and I get paid to do it, too. Hmm. <laughs> and I guess being named after somebody that you and I both knew, Stan Bergstein, meant an awful lot, too, right? 
Yeah, no, Stan was a great guy. Um, I was actually a vice president of Harness Tracks of America under Stan. And um, Stan would reach out to me, you know, probably at least once a week. And uh, I remember when I was opening up Tioga and Vernon, and my phone rang. Um, I had was an article that was in Hoofbeats. And um, Stan said to me, he says, you got to quit comparing yourself at Tioga and Vernon that you want to be the next Meadowlands. That's <laughs> not right. Can't help, mm. you know. But uh, I told Stan, I said, well, we can always dream big. And and he stopped dead in his tracks and he said to me um he said you know what you're right and he said and i want you to dream big i just don't want you to say it out loud (laughs) isn't that interesting wow what else did you learn from him i learned quite a bit you know stan was a was a great individual he loved the sport of horse racing and particularly harness racing and you know um he was just an unbelievable person when it really came right down to it. Um, you know, he stood for integrity, uh, as Jeff and I do. And you can see in our work that we do at the Meadowlands, Tioga and Vernon. Um, you know, so Stan was a very, very important figure to me growing up. And, and uh, another person was Chris Mackerling, too, who ran the Meadowlands. And I always looked up to Chris and always wanted to be Chris and <laughs> run the Meadowlands and then you know strange strange things um have came along i don't believe in dumb luck you know i i believe i don't believe in luck i believe in dumb luck like somebody hits the lottery or something like that but i think that you know it's where hard work and determination come together that creates something like luck but it's more so the the good guy upstairs um shining down on us and and that's certainly what he did to me, you know, with me calling my first race at, at 12 years old and saying, you're gonna, this is what you're going to do with your life is it's harness racing. And you're going to stand up for the integrity of harness racing and uh, rid the sport of cheats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that Jeff and I um, continue to battle each and every day. So we stand up for the good guys of the sport and the ones that are trying to do things right. And you mentioned Jeff Gurrell. We can't talk about your career in harness racing without mentioning what he means to you, right? Unbelievable, yeah. He's, you know, as I said, you know, the uh, Jeff's, the Gurrell last name, you know, um, I've said this many, many, many occasions, I have a lot of respect and admiration for him. Not just him, but the Gurrell last name. And if you knew his father, uh, Aaron, Jeff... I never realized the importance of a handshake. And when I first went to work for Jeff, I said to him, I said, well, I need a contract. He goes, I don't do contracts with, <laughs> with people. And I said, what do you mean? You sign contracts every day being in the real estate business. And he said to me, look, he said, if you, he said, look, if you come to work for me and things work out, you won't have to worry about things again. And Jeff has stood true to that. So he is uh, an unbelievable person and you know um getting back to his father aaron that when he passed away um i was at the funeral at the wake and uh uh, senator chuck schumer uh eulogized him and he uh, mentioned the growl handshake and that you never needed anything more from a growl than other than a handshake it was the handshake was as good as a piece of paper would ever be 
Jason, you're very philosophical and sentimental right now. Is that typical of you, or, or are you just awash with feelings? The last couple of years, have, I have not been that way. I've hmm. been through a terrible divorce, and, um, you know, uh, I really um, was shook for quite a long time, and, and just a lot of uh, pain and heartache, but, uh, you know, I had good people that surrounded me, and finally... You know, my, it seems like here over the last year, my head is treading back above water. And, you know, um, but I, you know, I, yes, I, I'm very philosophical and, and sentimental in these types of situations. And, you know, it's, it's been, you know, this has been unbelievable for me to, again, to be able to do something I love and then to get an award for it too, is just really, um, it makes you sit back and think, wow, you know, the, you know, I I just love what I do, so. <laughs> and it obviously loves you. And you wear it well, Jason. I try to. <laughs> and there's obviously people out there that don't don't like me, but, you know, that's okay. I, I had always had a tough time with that. I always wanted people to like me, everybody. And then um, I finally made a realization in my life that, you know, not everybody has to like me, and I don't have to like everybody either, so. Well, let's... Uh... Switch to the racing side now, Jason. You had a pretty obviously you and and you and Larry are on the side that I like. <laughs> we and we like you, and our producer Phil does as well. Everybody's nodding in agree. We really do like yeah. you. We admire you, Jason. Yeah. All right, let's talk about well, racing. I admire Larry for what he's going through personally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he keeps me up to date health wise and stuff like that. So that's a battle that nobody wants to fight, and Larry's fighting it. And fighting it vehemently. And we should explain for new listeners that you are battling lymphoma. Right. Again. Mm -hmm. And you are courageous and you're working hard and you partnered with Lymphoma Canada. Mm -hmm. There's a great campaign thanks to you. And you are a winner in in Jason's eyes and in my eyes and Phil, our producer, too. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, the interview's on me now, I know, right? I know. I know. It's all, it's <laughs> yeah, all on you now. Yeah. Next, yeah. we'll be singing Kumbaya. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... That's uh, where we, we've flipped the script. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Meadowlands now. Uh, you, you're coming off a pretty good successful season, right? To say the least, yeah. It's been, been, it's been great. Um, you know, the only thing that I'm still concerned about, and I think it's just... You know, it's been a um, been something that the pandemic uh, worsened was that, you know, people had to learn to how to bet from home. And regardless of what age you were, if you were going to watch the Meadowlands and bet on the Meadowlands product, you had to learn how to use your computer, your iPhone or your iPad to make a wager. And it's tough to get people back to the track um, once they've learned that because they can sit at home and in the comfort of their own home and watch on TV and make those same types of wagers. Um, You know, our society used to be a society of where people wanted to be together and do things and work together and have fun together. And, um, you know, I think it's just been that since the pandemic, uh, people have become, I don't know how other to say it than than hermits. But I am seeing some of the people coming back to the track uh, they used to sit right outside of my office. Uh, they were coming back after the pandemic. They didn't come back for a long time. And now, I, you know, and then they started coming once a month. And now I'm seeing them a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. So Good. I'm hopeful that we can increase the on-track 
attendance and handle here in 2024. That'll be my focus uh, this year as far as that goes, because the export has, has you know, it stands for itself and the product that we put on the track week in and week out um, that our customers love. So uh, they certainly have bet with both hands and, um, you know, coming off, I think it was 60 of the days um, where we reached 3 million and our average handle in 2023 was uh, a Grouse Settlemore, as I'll say, the day how Dave Little put it, a Grouse Settlemore best, uh, averaging just over $3 million. And, um, you know, when that comes off another high of ours, I think it was either in 21 or 22. And it's been decades since we've seen uh, this kind of handle at the Meadowlands. And we're excited about where we are from an export standpoint, like I said. And our focus this year is going to be driving people back on track to increase the on-track attendance and handle. So let's take this opportunity right now to sell the Meadowlands, if you will, the experience, which I think is so important, and that's what draws people to the track. Can you sell it for us right now? What can people look forward to, and and what's the experience like? Well, customer service, customer service, customer service, as I've always said. And one of the things I've always prided myself about, we've been in this building since uh, 2013, so in 10 years now, over 10 years. And, um, you know, my building, my, my places are always clean. Uh, security is always visible. And, you know, so people that can feel comfortable, um, you know, the uh, and the food, we've, we've got a new chef that's been with us now uh, for six or eight months, and the food has been tremendous. And so we've made a lot of progress there. And like I said, you know, I, I'll, and I'll always say it, uh, you know, the, our place places have always been clean and that's what we always, we want people to come in and recognize that, you know, if they drop something, if they drop something, they can pick it up and realize that it's going to be clean. Kind of like that five second rule. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, that's, you know, it, it's all about the customer service experience um, and then the product that we put on the track week in and week out and, you know, underneath the lights with the exception of the Hamiltonian where we race in the afternoon, um, you know, and it's just what a great sport it is. And, and you know, and I venture to say that the Meadowlands racing is the cleanest it's it's ever been. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy from an integrity standpoint there. Uh, still more work to be done, obviously. Um, it's not it's not uh, easy sometimes, but um, at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to customer service, I think it's all about, um, you know, the cleanliness of your facility and our employees being able to interact and answer questions for our customers, give them a nice dinner if that's what they want in one of our restaurants or something decent to eat at a, at a decent price at, the, at our other locations like our cafe and, and our sports books. Um, you know, so and we did a lot of work there um, over the last year with the sports books, with the, our partners, FanDuel. And, you know, so we're excited about where we are right now and where we're headed. Well, wrapping up, Jason, before we let you go, talk a little bit about the recent announcement of, about the Breeders' Crown being back at the Meadowlands this year. <laughs> they, that was, uh, you know, Look, I, I love it. I think there's only a few different places that uh, the, that it should be, and the Meadowlands is right at the top of that list. And, of course, Mohawk Woodbine 
and um, our partners out in Indiana as well at Hoosier Park, they do a great job too. Um, you know, so it, it's, you know, like I, I always say, the Breeders' Crown belongs at the Meadowlands and has always had a part in the, the storied history of the Meadowlands. So uh, being part of that rotation and uh, Mr. Gorrell loves it too. He may not say that to you um, <laughs> on face face value, but at the end of the day, he he knows where the where the breeders' crown belongs, and and we love having it at the Meadowlands, and you know it gives us an opportunity to continue to showcase the the sport to everybody that wants to come and see it, uh, whether you're a, a novice or somebody that owns, trains, drives horses, um, you know, everybody wants to be at the Meadowlands. So it's, it's a good place for it. And we're excited. You know, it's interesting before we say goodbye, you are so successful. You are an award winner. You have gone to heck and back in your personal life. You're right on, on, on point. You're only 46 years old. You've got the rest of your life ahead of you, and I think the best is yet to come, He's Jason. my He's my idol. <laughs> no, you're going to say he's just a son. <laughs> no, he's my idol. <laughs> you're wonderful, and you've got the, the, the best is I yet to come. I appreciate it, and I appreciate that, and uh, I hope you're right. I hope the best is yet to come. I feel the same way. And uh, we'll keep on trucking and keep <laughs> on trucking down the, you know, the roads of, of customer service for our customers and integrity-driven product, as I always talk about. And, um, you know, and, and, and uh, putting the sport back on national television, that's been, I think that's been part of our success, too. Um, and, you know, in getting people to watch harness racing that are generally thoroughbred people. We hooked up with our friends at Naira and, and Fox. And, you know, been able to put the Meadowlands out there quite a bit on national television for that exposure and some of the other places, um, you know, i.e. like the, the Little Brown Jug. We've got them worked into the schedule, too. And some of the other places are, are actually doing it and looking at it as well. So I'm just happy that, uh, you know, there's support there from the industry to, to get the, you know, the get harness racing back on national television and let the thoroughbred players, you know, see what we offer, especially at the Meadowlands with our big pools. We're actually the number one uh, nighttime track now in, in, in the world. So that's exciting to me as well. Uh, we worked long and hard for that uh, to become the number one nighttime signal. And, uh, you know, averaging over $3 million at night is uh, certainly nothing to sniff at. So. Well done, Jason Settlemore. Thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7 and all the very best in 2024. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year. When we come back, Woodbine Thoroughbred trainer Harold LaDesseur joins us shortly on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. 
Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We are so honored to be joined for the very first time by Woodbine Thoroughbred trainer Harold LeDesseur, who recently was named to the North American Indigenous Athletics Hall of Fame. Welcome to the show. You're a first-timer, and we are delighted, Harold. Thank you very much. It's an uh, honor to join you guys. Well, let's uh, get right into it, Harold, and talk first about what did it feel like being bestowed with the Hall of Fame award? I was shocked. I a little bit thought my wife was joking, and then she told me, like, it's for real. I was like, wow, I was just flabbergasted. I heard that you were actually speechless, and is that rare for you not to have words when it comes to things like this? It's uh, true. I was a bit speechless <laughs> because I really didn't know what to say and how to. my reactions were, like, blank. <laughs> but once I realized what was happening, it was nice. And what does it mean to you to be inducted into the North American Indigenous Athletics Hall of Fame? Being a First Nations person, it's very, I'm so proud. It makes me feel good inside. It brings the tear to the back of my eye. What I understand, there was a bit of a story about how you found out. Like your your wife knew and, and didn't tell you, right? Like, what's the story? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what's she, the story? She knew like a month ago. and the, But the, the Dr. Ninham said, for her not to say anything, it was supposed to be a surprise and nobody's going to know. And it was a surprise. I was shocked. When did she tell you? She told me on New Year's Eve. Oh, <laughs> that's a good reason to pop the champagne cork. That's for sure. I'll bet there was a lot of celebration in your house that night. Yeah, there was. It was, <laughs> it, like I said, at first I was like, I was in disbelief, but as it, she coaxed and coaxed me more to believe it, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I just, it was like. It was so happy. What does it mean to your horse racing career to have this honor? For my career, I'm sure it won't hurt, but like it's, we have our set little business that my wife and I do together. And as long as it keeps going, I'll be happy. Let's talk about that. How did you get involved and where did you get involved with, with uh, thoroughbred horse racing? In Saskatchewan. I uh, started working with my grandparents 
they would race in the bush circuits, and I'd go ride their horses in the race, like from 12 to 17. And how did you become a trainer? How did you make that transition from riding to training? I went to Florida in 2000, like 1999-2000, with my now wife, and she had a broodmare that had a, a yearling, and I said, well, why don't we take it to the races? That was the first horse I trained. Arden Teddy was his name. What was it, though, that attracted you to, to horse racing? Like, you could have probably picked another sport, right? But what was it about it that uh, got you so involved? I was good at it. I was good <laughs> at, like, riding them, and so it's something that I wanted to pursue. And what are your thoughts about horses? Where do you place them in the order of things? How special are they to you? Well, being Indigenous, they're like our brothers. They're, we have to treat them with high respect and love them and let them know how we feel about them. And I think that's one of the goal, like the things that I'm good at there, like with the horses. They, they, they realize that with me. and They're always happy around us. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I've... I, I actually, I looked you up, Harold, and, and I know you've got a reputation of working well with younger horses and that you have a keen eye when you're looking at these younger horses. Uh, exactly. What do you look for when you're buying a, buying a yearling, say? I like to look for a well-balanced horse that's got decent conformation. It doesn't have to be perfect. A strong hind end. I, I like feel them. I got a way of feeling it that I know. And uh, when they got powered, they're usually runners. And a good eye, like the eye of the horse tells a lot. So a good eye is, is something and the strength of their hind end and a bit of the confirmation. Those are the three things I look at. What does the eye tell you though? The kindness, the spirit of it, the toughness, the raciness. You don't want a horse that has an eye that doesn't really look competitive. And you see it. I see it. I can see it in the horses. I want to talk to you about the psychological side of it, because that's what interests me when it comes to horses. Is there a connection psychologically between you and horses? Are you able to read their mind? Can they read yours? I believe they can, yes. Uh, a lot has to do with their, like I said, the temperament and the spirit of the horse. They, I believe we do have a, a connection like that. It's, it's hard to explain but I just feel it sometimes. If a horse has has an eye that, I guess putting it in another word, is, is kind of fiery and maybe like a hot-blooded, you know, bad temper eye, is that something that you, you shy away from, or does that show that the, the horse does have some spirit? In that? It, it depends on the, the nastiness of it. If a horse that has some fire and spirit, is uh, it's good if, as long as you can control it and rail it in, then you got something. I want to talk a little bit about your journey, and and I understand that when you spent time in Florida, it was it was really quite pivotal. It was integral to your becoming so successful as a trainer. Is that correct? Yeah, it's true. Uh, when I worked with Luke McCaffin, I never seen a guy that was so good with horses in my entire life. And, I would just follow him around in the mornings till it got daylight because he wouldn't train horses in the dark, but he still wanted us there quite early just to clean stalls and and work. And uh, I would ask him questions, and this that's how I learned a lot about the treatments and how to look after certain things that uh, go wrong with horses. Is there one person that maybe was a major influence on your training career? 
Can I say two people? Sure. Yes. Not just one. <laughs> you got uh, it. My grand, my grandfather, Alex Fatra, that brought me into this business because he had resources. And uh, the Mr. Luke McCathen, he mm. he was a great inspiration. He he told me I could do anything with horses, and uh, I like I just it's something that ingrained in me, and uh, I felt honored to hear it from somebody like that. And more recently, your wife Jessie. Yes, exactly. She's a backbone of our business, and she owns the horses, and she's always owned them, and it's just fun doing it with her. I like doing it with her. It's just uh, the way she knows horses and their conformation, and she can see problems with them before they even appear. Like, she just has that eye. Harold, best horse you've ever trained, and why? The best horse I ever trained, I think, obviously, uh, they want me to say Paladin Bay, but the best horse I ever trained, uh, was uh, I'm a beast. This horse had got injured. She had fractured her tibia in April and came back and broke her maiden special weight against huge horses in October at the Woodbine Racetrack. And I've never seen anybody in my life because there was a one to nine favorite in the race, and they were happened to be in the same barn as us. They were practicing their win picture. I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, holy, these people think they're going to win this race that bad. And then I'm a beast coming upset. She was like 30 to 1. (laughs) That was like the most exciting race of my life. I'm not kidding you. I won stakes races, but that was just, it was just beautiful to win that race. I was like, uh, like, you know, not a slap in the face, but it was a slap in the face. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And where is she today? She's still racing at Woodbine. She's been claimed. How did you end up at Woodbine, Harold? I ended up at Woodbine because of Charles Boyd. We were in Fort Erie. We were training horses for him, and he lived in Newmarket. He got a word that Fort Erie was going downhill, and we should move our stable to Woodbine. He was a big part of it because he got us a place to live in Newmarket, and he had the horses for us to train, so we made the move, and that's how we got there. Wrapping up, Harold... Talk about 2024, and how many horses do you have, and is there a couple we should keep our eye on? Right now, we're probably looking at having about 17 horses. Uh, one of my favorites is a three-year-old Philly shaman's girl. She won a stakes race on uh, December the 9th at Woodbine, the, the, shady, the shady Well Stakes. Uh, or December the 2nd, excuse me. Uh, we think she's going to be special. She's a beautiful animal. And we have Jazz Hands. He's an older horse for Woodbine, but I'm looking forward to running him in the Turf Sprint Series. And also, Last American Exit, he's going to be a good horse, I think. And a few of my two-year-old fillies. I got a a filly by Shaman's Ghost that I really like. We want to name her Super Shaman. Uh, I guess she's got the super mark, Superman mark on her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. It's very fitting for for her and... She looks super. So those are the horses I'm looking forward to. Sounds like 2024 is going to be fantastic for you. The aura I have right now around me is just light. It just feels light and I'm like I'm excited. Yeah. There's not a lot of words I can say to just the, the feeling of it is just beautiful. I, like I feel good. Congratulations, Harold, on being inducted into the North American Indigenous Athletics Hall of Fame. Thank you for being our guest. This was your first time. It is definitely not your last time. We can't wait to have you back again. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. The words are nice. Thanks, Harold, and good luck, and, and enjoy the uh, the banquet in March. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I'm sure it'll be. Jacob, my son, wants to go because of the Green Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, in, yeah. it's in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he loves that the basketball player, the Intercompass, or what, like the big. The big basketball player from Wisconsin. We only know horse NBA. racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Well, yeah. he is a Raptors fan, but that's one of his favorite players because he's just a superstar. Oh, that's so great. So is his father, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Harold, for being with us. It All was right. such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. And yep, you, bye-bye. And you as well. When we come back here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine world-renowned leading driver James McDonald is our guest. Stay with us. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, world-renowned, award-winning, winningest standard-bred driver James McDonald had a season that was won for the record books in 2023, and with the 2024 season now underway, he's looking to make it his best year yet. James, congratulations on everything, and welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, thank you for all the kind work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's uh, get right into it, James, and talk about the record season last year, and what can we expect as an encore from you this year? Oh, I, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a, a really special year again. I, I've been lucky to keep the ball rolling the last few years. And uh, I just, I don't even know what to say. I, I just, just so thankful for all the great uh, owners and, and uh, trainers I drive for. They always bring the horses ready and uh, just, just, just very lucky human being to sit behind all of them. And it's, a lot of it has to do with your skills. So let's talk about that. What have you changed in the past little while, or if if at all? What is it that is making you so successful, do you think, when it comes to your technique? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I, 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 a lot of people say since I went to the States and uh, lived with my brother Mark and drove at the Meadowlands and, and uh, Pocono and stuff uh, during COVID, uh, I came back kind of a different driver, but... I'm not really sure. I think maybe maybe it was that. Maybe I went down and, and realized, because I always did okay, but just wasn't ready to take the next step. And, and when I went down there and had some success, then it, it kind of uh, translated into maybe a little more confidence. And, and that's showing on the track that I'm, you know, just, just, just ready to 
to put them in a good spot to win every night and, and try my best. So this time last year, James, uh, when the season began, did you have any goals that you set for yourself? No, I, I think I might even said this last time I was on uh, this, this this radio show, and, and, and it, it my goals I kind of every year are the same or have been the same for the last few years, and that's just show up show up to the track with a good attitude and uh, and and just try and be as consistent as possible. If things aren't going my way, maybe not change too much. Just try and uh, you know study the program and put the horses in the best spot as I can and. If if my attitude's good and and uh, and I'm consistent, I, I should should keep uh, doing well. That's that's my thought process on it anyway. I want to talk about some of the stats. Uh, is it true that you won 431 races last year? Yes, that is true. <laughs> is it true that you uh, that you drove the winners of over 10 million in a single season? <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> is it true that you come from a, a racing clan, a, a, a harness racing clan? That is also true. Okay, yeah, very, okay very that's the end. Harness, harness racing race. <laughs> that's the end of that. You passed the test. You passed the test. Yeah. But let's expand a little bit on the, the significance of 431 races and also over $10 million. What does that mean to you personally and professionally? Um, it, it actually, it means quite a bit. Uh, I've been, I had a great stake season and a great, uh, obviously great year in, in general, but, uh, as the stake season kind of winded down, I, I, uh, I noticed that I, I had opportunities to maybe make, get these big numbers and, and 10 million was a, was a number I was chasing because, uh, last year I got to 9.9 and wasn't able to get over it, but uh, I was I I kind of crunched some numbers and realized I was on a good pace to uh, to eclipse it. So uh, it, it it was kind of a just another way to to motivate myself um, through the November November December races because sometimes after the stake season winds down and, and you're driving a lot of claimers and condition horses, it, it's easy to get uh, you know lose your lose your motivation or your drive every single night it's, it's hard to show up like i said with that good attitude and that that positive attitude so uh that chasing those numbers was uh just just added motivation for me and and it kept me kept me in a good mind frame going to the races every night well looking forward uh right now you're one of the favorites to win the o'brien award for outstanding driver in 2023 what does winning an award like the o'briens mean to you it means everything. Like when I first started driving, that was the the ultimate goal for me was uh, just be recognized as driver of the year. And and to be honest, every year it was it was kind of a like a, a laughing joke because I was nowhere close. Uh, I was never close. I was never even in the I, in the running. I think 2017 was the first year I received a vote or two, and it was because I'd won the world driving championship. But even then, it was kind of a a laughing matter you know my numbers weren't nearly good enough i wasn't winning the big races regularly so it was really not up until three years ago when when i kind of took off where it was even even a thought of that like i used to think about it and want it but it wasn't a something attainable for me or anywhere close to it so it's it means a lot i realize what an honor it is just to be nominated and uh and just just really proud of of uh of the year I had and the accomplishments I've, I've done over the last few years. So to, to be named three years in a row is, is unbelievable. 
Can we talk about your team, your support team? Who do you surround yourself with and, and how important is your spouse in all of this? Oh, it's incredibly important. Uh, I've got I've got an amazing support team. I've got friends that uh, that I grew up with back back in Prince Edward Island that I'm still very close with that I talk to regularly. I've got a a really good uh, core group of friends uh, in Guelph or in the surrounding areas that I that I hang out with regularly. Um, I've got a, a unbelievably supportive fiance that's that's always got my back and always always picks me up when I'm having a bad go or a bad day and, uh, you know, keeps me, keeps me focused and motivated on the good days too. So, uh, I got my, my son who's always, he doesn't know a lot about racing, but he knows, uh, he, he loves to cheer for his dad and loves to, uh, and, uh, loves to just bump my tires up when he can. So, uh, <laughs> unbelievable support team, unbelievable, uh, group of friends and, and family. My, my brothers, obviously I, I'd be, uh, crazy not to mention them they they've always calling and always you know my my mom and dad my brothers that they're always number one fans always cheering for me always if something happens in a race it's it doesn't matter how bad i drive they're usually calling to blame someone else and tell me how great i am <laughs> i like your family <laughs> that's, that's all you can ask for in a support system you know cheer for you even when you're in the wrong <laughs> So when you're not driving, James, uh, you mentioned about you've got a lot of friends that hang around in that. What do you do to relax? I'm an avid golfer. In the summertime, I'm always, always golfing. Uh, I haven't got uh, golfing in the simulators this winter yet, but uh, probably hopefully get away for a couple of days somewhere warm and, and play some golf throughout the winter. But, uh, yeah, just I, li- I like to watch TV, relax. I kind of have a routine where I, I get have a nap in the afternoon, but lots of TV. I go, I go to the barn in the mornings, uh, help help my brother out if I can. He's got a his stable, and then uh, Paige and I have a, a, a couple horses that we do together. So uh, lots of lots of things. I, I keep myself busy, that's for sure. And do you keep yourself fit? And what kind of training is necessary to be a, a, a stellar driver like you are? Well, at one point, I, I used to have a pretty strict gym regimen, but uh, a regime. But uh, now, uh, in the summer, when I golf, I try and golf lots, and I always walk. So I, I, now I'm more focused on just keeping my weight down. Watch, try and watch what I eat because uh, I do like to eat. So, <laughs> so uh, I just try and keep keep a weight, you know, where I, I find is a good, comfortable driving weight for me. And if I can keep that, then I'll know I'll feel good in the bike. It's all about feeling good and comfortable in the bike when you start to get a little heavy, maybe, uh, maybe you have to, you don't feel good and it, and it affects your driving. So, but then at the, on the other side, if I'm, I'm too light, then I'm, I'm hungry and I'm grumpy. So <laughs> you're so honest. Don't drive good like that either. I love your honesty, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about yourself and your routine before a race night. Uh, does it change? If it's a major stakes event, or do you have the same routine? And and the other thing is, how do you prepare? Like, do you look at the, the, the program the night before to see who you're driving and see who's in against you? Is, is that part of your routine? Yeah, I, uh, I I do have a pretty pretty strict routine if if I can uh, if I can get that done. But I, I like to you know go to the barn for a bit, and in the summer that's when most of the stakes are. 
if I can play golf, that's great. If not, then I'll, uh, I'll always just try and make sure I have enough time or try to make sure I have enough time to get home for a nap. Uh, obviously when I have my little guy, uh, sometimes that's tough, but, uh, if I can, if I can get a nap and then, uh, I usually I'll, I'll look at the program the night before when I grab it, leaving the track from the races. And then, uh, usually just take a glimpse at it before the races. And then, uh, and then uh, during the race, uh, right, just before the race, I'll study it the most because I, I always find if I if I read too much into it, then it's it's you're you're overthinking it, and you just you want to you want to know the horses, know the drivers, know where everyone's at, but you don't want to overdo it. So uh, I know my dad gets frustrated because he calls a couple days before. Uh, what do you what do you or uh, what do you like on Friday? And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't looked at Fridays yet. Like I got to worry about Thursday before I get to Friday. So. <laughs> That's telling him. <laughs> so it sounds to me, James, like for you and and probably for other drivers, that it is a, both a physical and a psychological endeavor. You know, you put the two together in order to win a race. Yeah, you, you got to be in good shape. You got to well, good good enough shape, and uh, and uh, like I said, you have to be trying find your your comfort zone. But I find the biggest part of driving is just like any other sport. It's it's a mental mental game. Uh, you got to be confident. You got to believe in yourself. And uh, when you're when you're rolling and when things are going your way, it's easy to have confidence. But uh, you got to find a way to be confident and believe in yourself when things aren't going your way because it's uh, the slumps can last long in this business. So uh, you don't want them to get started. Yeah. Getting back to like handicapping the the races or that, it must be easier though preparing for. A, a regular night of racing, right? Because you pretty much know all the horses that you're in against because you're, you're racing against them on a regular basis. But with a stakes race and a car to stakes races, you probably don't know a lot of the, the, those horses, right, that are shipping in. So is it a little bit more difficult? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like a Saturday night, I, I go through the program and I look at it, but like I can tell you all the horses you know on the track i see them all the time i know the drivers i know the trainers so i might not even need to look at the program i know who everyone's got but when the biggest the biggest challenge i find is when when you travel that's when you have to up your uh your uh your studying and your your knowledge of the race because like when i'm racing at pocono or i travel to uh the meadowlands for a stake race I don't know the horses. I don't know this. I know the trainers and drivers, but I don't know who they have, like just by seeing the horses. So you have to make sure you, you're you're on your on your game, studied and prepared for uh, when you step foot on the track for those big races, for sure. Who have you got your eye on in terms of horses this season? Well, I always always uh, have our eye on a hasty bid for sure. That's uh, Paige and I's horse. We we own them and, and uh, Paige trains them. I drive them. So. Uh, He's been a just an unbelievable horse for us the last two years. He's nominated for an O'Brien Award uh, in February for three-year-old trotter of the year. So he's uh, making the jump to aged horses this year. We all know how tough that can be. So so his four-year-old year, we never know, but we're hoping he'll he'll be great for us again. And uh, he's taking us on a fun ride for sure. Well, last question before we let you go, James. Uh, do you find it difficult going from a seven-eighths mile track like uh, – Wood by Mohawk Park, and then driving maybe the next day at a half mile track like Hanover. Is there a big change for you? No, not at all. Like, no? uh, like I, th- I think I, I think if you started on a seven eighths mile track, it's it's hard to readjust to a half or a five eighths mm-hmm. mile track because the racing's so different. 
but uh, I was I was lucky. I, I started at Flamborough Downs and uh, had some luck there, and then and then I went to Kawartha Downs and, and still raced at Flamborough, which is uh, Kawartha is a five eighths mile track, and then I went to Georgian Downs and I kind of progressively, slowly, progressively uh, learned to race on each, and and then obviously the seven eighths is the biggest jump and the biggest change. So now I find uh, when I when I go back, it's just you know turn turn back the clock and and try and uh, use the 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 techniques that yeah, that you learned there years ago and, and, uh, and usually I have no problem or uh, very little problem jumping back. But I think if you start on the seven eights, it's definitely harder to, to learn on a half. Mm-hmm. James McDonald, we have our eye on you and we will consistently through 2024 and we hope that you'll join us again on the show. And I just want to say on a personal note, I look forward to hearing about the day that you and Paige trot down the aisle. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm happy to come on anytime. Always okay. a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, I look forward to telling you about when Paige and I uh, trot down the aisle. We are all ears. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thanks, James, and Happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And after the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Lucky Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing, your first set of picks in 2024. Well, thanks, Ann. Uh, let's start at Oakland Park. They have a 10-race card today, and race 8 is an optional $50,000 claimer for non-winners of two races with 11 horses entered. I'm going right to the extreme outside, number 11, Highland Falls, and the hot combo of friend of the show jockey Flo Giroux and trainer Brad Cox. Highland Falls last raced on November 17th at Churchill Downs, and it saw this son of Curlin win handily at today's distance and take a field best buyer of 98. Since that last start, Brad Cox has worked Highland Falls three times, including two at five furlongs, the last one on December 30th of one minute and four breezing. Brad Cox is also 28% with horses that won their last start, and the same 28% with horses that have been off 31 to 60 days. Who could forget the combination of Brad Cox and Flo Giroux have struck at 29% clip in 2023 and 2024 so far? The 11 post is no bargain at Oaklawn and the 1 mile and 16th distance, but Flo knows the track well and should be able to work out a good trip with the improving Highland Falls. Oakland Park, race 8, number 11, Highland Falls. Santa Anita has a 9 race card today, and race 5 is a maiden special weight for 3-year-olds, 6 furlongs on the turf, a purse of $65,000. A field of 10 has been entered, including number 2, Money Makes Money, who debuted on November 23rd at Del Mar at 5 furlongs and finished the closing 3rd, missing the win by a half a length. In that race, Money Makes Money was off slow, then was checked at the quarter pole, but fought back to just miss. Since that start, Money Makes Money has worked three times, including a nice 47-2 handily on December 29th, and trainer Mark Glatt is 24% with Maidens making their second start and adds Lasix today, which he is 21%. Glatt also turns to a familiar face to pilot Money Makes Money, that being top woodbine jockey Kazushi Kamura, and Glatt and Kamura are a combined 18% in 2023 and 2024. So Santa Anita, race five, number two, money makes money. The Meadowlands has a 14 race card tonight, and race six is a one-mile pace, a purse of $18,000. A compact field of seven have been entered, including number two, Vintage Cheddar N, whose last start last Saturday was sneaky good, to say the least. In that race, Vintage Cheddar N started from the nine post and got away tenth, but showed a steady close where he ended up fourth, beating a length and a quarter, Last quarter in 26 and 4, and race timed in 150 and 2. Last week, this guy was 45 to 1 on the odds board. I don't think you'll be lucky enough to get those odds tonight. He's back in the same class tonight, and it looks like after coming off a layoff from the end of October to the end of November, he's now four races back and coming into good form again. Also, I believe that the short field of seven will help this guy as well tonight. So the Meadowlands race six, number two, vintage Cheddar N. Finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park has an 11 race card tonight, and race 8 is a one mile pace for a purse of $18,000. Eight have been entered, including number 4, Backstreet Gambler, who was a wire to wire winner in this same class last week at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Back in the day, one of the most prolific betting angles in harness racing was the horse that went wire to wire in its last start within seven days and was back in a week later. This angle still works today as it shows that a horse is in for fine form and with Backstreet Gambler, last week's race showed that after three earlier starts that he didn't hit the board, he is rounding back into good form. 
He certainly is no stranger to the winner's circle, having won eight of 19 starts in 2023. And friend of the show, Bob McClure, who was in the bike last week, has signed on once again tonight. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race eight, number four, Backstreet Gambler. Goodbye, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a little reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and a new one was recently released, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this worthy cause, please go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.